Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. Join Tyler and his team as they unlock the secrets to achieving financial independence through wealth building strategies inspired by Robert Kiyosaki and other thought provoking leaders. Learn to build leveraged streams of cash flow that land in your pocket and improve your quality of life. Gain access to cutting-edge ideas that will increase your productivity and streamline your success. Find out how to supercharge your retirement plan so you won't have to retire with a pay cut. You can escape the rat race. Are you ready? It's time to Learn to Earn with Tyler Chef. Welcome to the Cashflow Guys podcast. This week, guys, I'm going to go ahead and jump right in. We're going to talk about a subject we've never talked about before. This is a first, but this is a critical component to anybody's in business, whether you're a real estate investor, whether you're a realtor, whether you're a broker, no matter what you're doing in this business, you need to learn how to generate leads. That is one of the most important skills that you can absolutely ever come across and more importantly, master. And as I tell you, the same thing with sales. If you cannot master the art of sales, if you are not good at negotiation, if you just suck at it, you're going to have to find somebody who is good at it and put them to work on your team. Today, ladies and gentlemen, I've got James Rembert on the, on the line with us today. Now, he is known as an expert in sales funnel building with a concentration in real estate lead generation funnels. James, welcome to the show. What's up, you guys? Hey, man, you know, I got to say, I feel pretty honored to have you on the show because I see you everywhere. You're kind of a, I don't want to embarrass you a little bit, but you're kind of a rock star when it comes to the digital marketing space. <laughs> you got that badass photo, you know, like, you know, it, it's dark and, and people wondering, what, what's he up to? And then next thing you know, it's like, oh, my God, I just gave him all my email and all my information. And <laughs> I, I, I heard yeah. that you've created, James, a couple problems for people. Okay. Uh, <laughs> a couple of real estate agents and teams that that you you've kind of created a problem. <laughs> you want to talk about what that problem is? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the the biggest problem is is the uh, and uh, what 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 just so I know so I can I can keep my uh, self sensitive. What are we rating this this our, our podcast as? Is it rated R or PG thirteen? We could go full on R. I mark everything explicit these days. Got you. I, the, the problem is, is uh, I'm willing to to call out the bullshit that that what's in the industry oh, and uh, really call it for what it is. And the the biggest biggest problem we're we're I guess we're bumping into is we're giving people too much business, and they're jumping into an industry that you know the vertical is so so small or, or the, the uh, barrier to enter is so small. They honestly believe that in two weeks that they're professional. <laughs> yeah, I took Dan Henry's course. Now I'm suddenly a rock star. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's just a poor misconception. And, and you know, one of the uh, core components in our business, and we say it out loud, we tell people we don't work with single agents. Some people get insulted, um, but they don't understand what we mean by that. It not, has nothing to do with a headcount. We look for business structure. And for whatever reason, when, we, when you deal with uh, a mega broker, or a uh, pretty much a structured team, they have a business 
structure in play where they have to back in to support what we can do. Amen. So you're not getting, people can really quickly get inundated with the leads. And I want to, we're back up here in a second. We'll talk about what a funnel is in a second, but I think it's important to note is that I'm a big fan of, uh, and you're an agent as well, James, correct? Yeah, correct. Okay. And so we're both agents. And one of the things I see out there, unfortunately, with agents and investors alike is that if they do stumble upon the, a way to get leads, once they get them, for whatever reason, they don't work them. Uh, this happens a lot with direct mail. You see guys, I know guys that spend thousands of dollars a month in direct mail, and then they go jump on a cruise ship for a week. It's like, well, you just dropped a couple grand. Oh, well, I, I, my Pat Live will get them, or you know, they'll just go to voicemail and I'll get them, I'll answer them when I get home. It's like, that doesn't even make sense. So you've taken your, your, your business, which what you do, I think is, I don't, I hate to use the word agency. Now, two years ago, I would have used the word agency as a badge of honor. And like to what you were saying, it's, it seems like these days, everybody's an agency. <laughs> another, uh, another perverted word, right? right. $997, take a, a, a Dan Henry or Russell Brunson and, and mad respect to both of them. They're very good at what they do. But you take one of those courses, you get the basic information, and then you go make Facebook rich on Facebook ads. Problem is, well, you know, I see a lot of guys that, number one, like you said, they're instant expert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, take take one take uh, one little class and consider yourself an expert. And any of the guys that teach the classes will tell you, and I think you 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 will agree. It takes more than one class. It takes, you know, rolling up the sleeves and, and digging deep and figuring out where you're at. It absolutely, it, it does. And, and, and um, I'm, I'm kind of glad you touched on this subject. because This is, that, that falls into the uh, perception is much better than the truth. Um, and unfortunately, in this, in this uh, digital space, the perception of what a person is or what they say they are, uh, it rings much, much louder than the truth, and it's it, it, it's it's kind of mind blowing. You know, I have a thing, and I'm, I'm glad what your what your podcast all is cash flow. Um, and the one thing I understand about cash flow and money, real money don't talk. They don't. We don't have to brag about what we have or look at this and look at me. Right. Um, and people attract to that, and, and I I can understand the enticing side of it. But when you really, really understand, you know, uh, just the depth of, of when you hear people throw out a term like, hey, I'm an agency owner or I'm an agency, you know, there's no value to that word anymore. No. You know, that, that's just a term now. And an agency now is, is sitting at your kitchen table on a laptop, you know, pumping out a bunch of bullshit of, look, look what I did for this person. And, and it's always funny because. You ever see you ever see the people who talk about their agency and all the clients that they've worked with, but they voice their testimonials as the client. Like, hey, I got such and such for my client. I did right. this for my client. Never see the client say anything. <laughs> if there is a client. Right. If it's not manufactured in the first place. Yeah, yeah. That, that's absolutely for sure. Let me back up a little bit here. I want to get some clarity for the audience and people that are listening. How did you get started? In, in, I mean, you're a realtor. But yes. something tells me that you didn't sit in an open house last Sunday. Something tells me no. you, you probably were hanging out <laughs> doing something different. So how did this come to pass? How did you become an expert at funnel building? Well, it, um, my, agency, my agency is only two years old. 
Um, I've been in the industry for as a real estate a licensed real estate agent for about four years. Right. Um, and uh, I quickly ramped my business up from my second year is when I really became profitable. So I went from my first year really trying to figure it out and really digesting all the misconceptions that's offered to every agent. And it, and it is a lot. You know, it's, it's almost amazing that the 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 nostalgia that that exists inside the industry is just. It's just interesting how people are quick to, here's your card, here's your license, here's a phone, now go get rich. And right. that shit doesn't happen like that. No. There's some real mechanics behind it. And I learned that the hard way in the first year. But I'm, I'm one of those type of guys that I cross correct quick. Um, I am, I'm an extreme counterpuncher. Like I, I need to, I only need to get it once to figure out which way you come in. There and you go. Uh, by year two, um, really, really started diving into going into going in off year one, really just with a horrible year. Going into year two was really try, starting to figure out Facebook advertisement and, and the open houses concepts. And I had some really, really powerful mentors that stood in front of me that they didn't, uh, I would love to say that they guided me like hand by hand. They just harnessed my skill set that they seen in me. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm, I tell anybody like I'm not the smartest dude in the sh- smartest dude in the shed, but I'm the most consistent. So um, you if you ever pull your thing off the trigger, I'm gonna run past you. So <laughs> as long as you're willing to keep the pace, you're good. But the minute you slow down, I'm out. I'm gone. So um, here too, I, I ramped my business up to about 10 million in sales and started building out uh, a team. And I wasn't a fan of a lot of attention, so I put I put a uh, a agent in front of me that would, you know, one would be pretty much the team leader. Um, and, and the reason why I kind of backed away from the attention, because it was the wrong kind of attention. What the attention I was getting was from a lot of other agents Uh-oh. that was just curious of right. what I was doing or more. I would love to say that they wanted to be a help to me, but they just was really digging to find out what I was doing. But exactly. what people don't understand is I move at the spirit of abundance. Like I'll give everything away. I don't, I have no scarcity. I've never had a scarcity mindset. So they didn't have to be conniving. They just needed to ask me. And the people that really, really asked me and really wanted to learn, I started teaching uh, course. I started pretty much doing like trainings and, and uh, different classes on what I was doing. And I quickly, quickly, quickly picked up that a lot of people had the perception of what Facebook was but had no clue of what Facebook can do. And when we go into funnel building, that was like alchemy to them. They had no clue of what, what a funnel was. And I mean, if you really, really want to put things in perspective, the entire world operates as a funnel. I mean, everything we do, we pretty much funnel at everything that we do from, you know, booking, you know, buying a car to, so um, negotiating uh, our, our new phone and just all kinds of shit that we do. It's, it's the funnel process from research to connection to convert. You know, it's just, the, it's, it's, the, it's all the same language. And um, I wish I could say I had that mindset early. I understand that now. But what I did understand was I knew that the connection that Facebook had, I really, really adapted the abilities of what Facebook can do in the early, in the early days of Facebook in reference to before, you know, you, and I say the early days of Facebook because Facebook evolution is so fast. Um, 
every two weeks there's something shifting and changing, you know? So, you know, in the last six, seven months, the algorithms have gotten so intelligent that the objectives are like precise, you know what I mean? So exactly. you could, it was one time you could run certain type of campaigns and generate leads and you can't do that anymore. You have to exactly tell Facebook what you want objectively so they can go out there and do it. And I think that's, that's amazing. And, um, you know, round year two going into year three was when I really just dive and just went full head into Facebook advertisement and took my business to about 13, I hit about 13 million in sales. Nice. Um, had a small team and the agency started to kind of grow just by um, almost like uh, serendipity. You know, I would do these classes and, you know, Again, the, the perception or the perspective of, hey, I want to know what Facebook is, and then we tell a person what all you're doing, generate business, it's like, ah, oh, that's just too, too, too much. How much <laughs> do you charge? You know, and then from there, I started giving prices, and when I, people, when I seen people started accepting my price, um, I, it, it, it was like two things. I was teaching, I was doing it, I was doing it for other people. So it, it, it almost, you know, I became, a, you know, and I don't want to call myself an expert, but I became, I, I became, I, I got a better understanding because I was constantly on the platform. And the better I got at it, the more my prices went up. And from there, you know, being, being an agent, I understood the pain that agents went through as a single agent going from deal to deal and just trying to figure it out, you know, because, oh, yeah. you know, so many shiny objects that exist um and the discipline one thing i am is is real discipline and the discipline of what it takes until i get it right i'm cool with that if i see stuff work you know and, and i don't have to it doesn't you don't i don't really have to experience it if you show me that what you did work um that's it that's enough for me you know what i mean that's like if a crowd start running I'll find out why we running when we get to safety. Like I'm not interested in looking around. <laughs> not you looking know? for what's for fire, what's on fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. So in in uh, year three was when I really, really understood what was happening, and going into year four, um, kind of spearheaded me to really, really take digital natives, which is our agency, you know, a hundred percent serious, and I uh, sh- downshifted to more of a um, part time level. And I ended last year off with about six million in sales. Um, so the the flip side of, of even when I talk to new clients, um, I am a licensed agent. I'm just not active in the industry. Right. I have a team in front of me that that um, pretty much facilitate the deals. Um, so I drink my own Kool Aid. Like I'm not talking about, hey, listen, this is a this works, and you know, it's always, it always is. I think I find that to be interesting. When people have a solution, but they don't use it, like this, this, this will, this will solve all your problems. Right. And but I don't why you it. don't use it? Right. And well, here's one thing that I like about what you do is that you're, you're an agent. You're out there doing it. It's like what you know. You this is a system for agents, and I will even go so far as to say because I've looked at some of your funnels. This is for investors as well because essentially, what's the difference between an agent and an investor? Well, not much. Mm-hmm. They're both bro- they're both broke. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, the reality of it is it generates leads, whether you're an investor or a realtor. It works because you knew what it needed to do 
because you were down in the trenches working in the space. So I see a lot of these these marketing agencies. You got some 18-year-old kid that has he's still trying to figure out how to shave, and he's supposed to be figuring out how the mind works. Because I know, and we'll get into this later in the episode, but there's a lot of psychology behind what you do. It's not as simple as you're just plugging things in and making widgets work. There's there's a lot of psychology, and I think that you spend, your team probably spends, invests some time figuring out what makes people pull triggers. I think that's, yep. a, that's an important part of the funnel. So with that, what what's your description of a funnel? I mean, I can describe it in my layman's terms, but... What, what is your impression of a funnel? You said that it's kind of the foundation for everything. So can you touch on that? Well, I mean, you know, to, to, I mean, I think funnel is just a cool trend word right now. Um, but it's just the steps of getting to an end goal. You know what I mean? How do you, how do you take a person that never knew you at any point, whatever it is, if, you, if, you're, if you're interested in, you know, um, buying something, you know, it doesn't have to be me selling it, but if you're interested in some type of product or buying something, um, the first thing you start is, is it needs to be attractive to you, you know? Um, and that's, that's the starting point of any funnel we do is we need to first attract uh, the end consumer. And with Facebook, we have an amazing ability to talk to that particular person, you know, that one person that would be the person that's attracted to that particular offer or product or situation, um, that's the key to your funnel. And then coming down to part two is the connection. Now after I've attracted you, now I need to talk to you pretty much in the language that you can understand. You know what I mean? Right. Like I don't, you know, I don't have to, I don't have to uh, create some type of scarcity if I'm talking to you in something that you're already interested in or you're just attracted to. Now I just need to talk to you. And that's the, that's the key component to, just the internet overall is community and people misinterpret that, that term or that word. And they, they think it as, as a, as a group and it is a group, but communities have their own languages. And that's the amazing part that Facebook gives us to do. Even in your funnel building, if you can create the proper attraction and then you create the connection, conversion is a byproduct that happens because now you're talking to a person where they are. They're talking about what they're interested in. You're talking pretty much in the language that that would really, you know, fit, uh, you know, the the conversation. You don't have to force the conversion, you know, and 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 you know, the scarcity thing. I think was just a it it, it works, you know, it really works. But I noticed scarcity and a lot of these uh, internet marketing tactics only work on other internet marketers. That's the <laughs> funny part about it. Yeah, you're right there. It does. I mean, it doesn't work on the, the average average consumer. So with real estate, you know, very few people do what we do. You know, and I know a lot of people scream, I'm into real estate marketing space. I honestly can name probably five, five companies that I can say that I would even consider to be a competitor to what we do. And the reason why is because the depth and the levels that we go into uh, what we do, we don't we don't entertain anything but our core audience. That's teams and brokerages. That's it. And when we go into the course, the course gives a perspective. Give, gives gives gives, and I teach in a perspective on or as a agent and an agency owner. And what that does that create options for anybody that coaches with you. So 
yes, you come in to learn Facebook advertisement. You want to learn how to generate leads. And by everything, every, by, the, by the time it's all said and done, it's almost like Mr. Miyagi, wax on, wax off. Right. I've shown you how to build out an entire agency where you are operating as a marketer. And that's the first thing we dismiss, even with our clients. When they, when they come and they, we talk to them, well, people that coach with everything, we keep the conversation consistent. You're not an agent when you're with me. You're a marketer. And that's how we need to think. Be an agent when you get them on the phone. Right. But until then, we have to market in front of the person. And, and we keep, like I said, our, our conversation or, or our core beliefs is, is, is simple, hyperlocal, relevancy, and omnipresent. That's it. We don't move away from that. And leads is just a byproduct. It, leads is the easiest thing to do. That's why people can, can shoot off and say, um, well, this is a bad lead, or this isn't a high quality. This is, you know, it's, it's interesting to hear that. Right. And, what people miss is a lead is a person you have never met before. How do you determine it's, it's high or low quality? It's bad quality means you don't have a lead or you have bad contact information. Just because that person doesn't want to move or, op- or, or, or buy or sell right now, how do you view that as a bad quality lead? And that's just one. To, again, it falls back into a lot of the nonsense that, that's sold to the agent. and it just it's just a trickle effect, you know. It's like it's just a trickle effect of the low barrier to enter. Where in two weeks you really think you're professional. This is why you're just so easily misled when a person say, "I have an, I have a cool software," and they they catch on for real estate agents. You're oh, like, yeah. "Ooh, this is the new thing." But seriously, it, it's not even. It, it doesn't even make sense. <laughs> and if I buy it now, I'll be ahead of everybody else. Therefore, yeah, like, I'll get extra rich. That's, so, the, that's yeah. the craziness. So, like I said, you know, the funnel process is just the, just the channels it takes to get to the end. So from interest to attraction to connection to conversion, and that goes with anything. You, you want to buy glasses. Go research different glasses that you want to get. You go get your eyes tested. Next thing they do, they walk you out to the floor room, show you the different lenses. From there, they sit you down with the lenses you choose. You go through three, four lenses. After you pick out your lenses, they size you up. You know, after they size you up, move you right to the register of the conversion. Now they close. So, and that leads kind of leads into my next question, which you essentially answered, but I want to paraphrase a little bit. You talked about, you know, the difference between what you do versus lead generation. Lead generation to you is a byproduct. It's more of the building of a relationship and the maintain the maintenance, the construction and the maintenance of a relationship. And I know mm-hmm. a lot of agents uh, will spend a lot of time and effort, a lot of money buying like Z buyer and, and Zillow and, and realtor.com leads paid leads. And they'll complain, mm-hmm. well, these are, these are bad leads because they didn't convert. No, these are names and, and email addresses in a database. You're only buying. That's all you're buying from these companies. You're not getting anything else. Is that correct? You're absolutely correct, and you know the the what and 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 again, it goes back to the headship does they don't know you know our industry the lead part of our industry is data aggregation, you know, and I know that's a big word to say, you right. know, but at the end of the day, it's building out your database so you continue to have somebody to talk to. If you don't have anybody to talk to, you don't have a business, you know, and that's the reason why we do open houses knock on doors and and 
cold call. It's amazing that they can embrace cold call and knock on doors and understand the concept of connection. But when you talk online lead generation, they're quick to say that's, that's poor quality. You know, and it's like, my man, you do realize <laughs> the day you spent knocking on doors to 100 people, I just put that in front of you in the past two hours. Right. And you actually, your system, I assume, I may be, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I assume that your system also continues to nurture and generate as it, as it goes on. It's not just a, hey, I met you at the front door and then I got your business card in my back pocket. I forgot about you. How many people listening to this episode right now somewhere within reach of their of their desk chair has a stack of business cards with a little band around it? <laughs> <laughs> they don't do anything it's with that- it. And, and, and again, that, that's, that's, uh, and one of my coaches really taught me about that business card concept where business cards make you more reactive. Um, and if, if you are proactive, if that's something that, that's innate in you, be proactive, then you know what to do with those business cards. You know what I mean? Real hustlers know what to do with an address. If I gave you just an address, you know what to do with that. Right. It's those that come in, like I said, they come into the industry and they honestly believe that, you know, if I build it, they'll come. Like, I got my license, I got business cards, now business comes to me. And it doesn't operate like that. And, and that's why, one of the reasons why we don't deal with single agents, because we don't position ourselves as service provider, as a service provider. When we, when we take on a client, we come on as, as an extension to their company, um, and they understand what we're doing. And the ROI does happen in, let's say, the 60 to 90 days, but... They need to understand if you want us to just be a service provider, you got the wrong person. Because I'm not going to come to you and say, you know, well, we're going to get you 100 leads every month. We don't put a number on that because it really depends on the market. And we do. You know, I understand what a $500 ad spend can do. But the minute you do that, you disqualify yourself or you kind of belittle what the, what the service you can provide to the end consumer or your client when you come on as a service provider. And that's the misconception that a lot of these so-called agency owners are. They're quick to say, hey, listen, I'm going to generate uh, 50 leads for you. And then they get to 50 leads, and then the people's like, oh, these leads are shit. Like, and now what do you say? Oh, oh well, we're testing. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and if you, you read and Realtors and investors, I implore you to spend any time on ClickFunnels and all these different user groups to hear what your marketers, quote unquote, are saying behind the scenes <laughs> about your responses to leads. And, it, and it's got to be frustrating doing what you do as an expert in your field is for people to actually question that. It's like, well, I could go buy Zillow leads and I spent $6,000 last month in Zillow and I got 500 leads for that. Like, great. How many of those did you convert? And then you hear well, crickets. Well, what, 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 the cool part is we have such a, I have a no dickhead rule. And that goes on both sides from the, the course and our clients. And I tell my clients too, those that's interested in work with me, you know, like, hey, well, I got the money. The money isn't important to me. We got money. I need to know if we can even have a conversation or not. If we can right. have a conversation or not, you can honestly keep your money. So we have a really, really, you know, uh, almost like a, a personal relationship with every client. We don't get too familiar with them, but we have a relationship with every client that they understand, you know, what we're doing. And we do produce. I mean, we not, not to say that we don't produce. We just don't promote it in that sense because we don't want to 
we're really trying to shift the mindset of service providers. Zillow's a service provider, you know, um, you know, you know, Boomtown and Convert, those are service providers. We're not a service provider. We're an extension to your company. So we operate and we move with you because we have to understand the market. And that's when, when you're really advertising on Facebook, that's when you start to win, when you understand the market and you have to be able to connect with your clients at a level where they're willing to share information like absorption rate, turnover, and like, hey, listen, James, this is this market is this area is, is shifting a little bit. You know, what do you think? And now we go back and we check the data and we see, well, the numbers make sense. Let's let's ramp up. And now we know what to cross correct that. So we need to have that we have that level of connection with our clients where we're not viewed as clients. We're really part of their company, you know, in the sense of we're their marketing department. And most of our clients, you know, when they had different marketing departments, we completely took that over because all this extra spending you're doing, you know, if you got Zillow and postcards and, and one of the first things we do is when we sit down with a client, we get a list of everything they're doing. And then we take that list and we put it in perspective of this is what you're doing. This is how we can digitize this. This is what you'll save. Now, okay. if, if you can really, if, and, and, and that's why business owners are so easier to discuss this conversation with because they, they look at the bottom line, Oh yeah, you know, it's ROI, you know, and we let them know our company is ROI positive. If we can't do a dollar in and five out, we're wasting our time. So, you know, we need to make sure that if you, and we get, we get people that have some really crazy budgets. Like, I mean, some really insane budgets and it's not necessary because we're not trying, it's not about, you know, let's spend it and let's, you know, okay. I'm, we, we, I have more integrity than that. If we don't have to spend, you know, we start, and, and you know, just to, to really bring it, bring some context to it, every client starts out at a $500 a month budget for the first month until we, until we can situate what the market is doing. And if they choose to ramp up, and most of them don't have to, um, oh. they can. You know, we don't, you don't have to go out there and drop, you know, uh, six, $7,000 to be, be, be profitable or be, be, uh, to really succeed in Facebook. When you really, really understand what Facebook is doing, a lot of our campaigns that we run, um, we start out testing at $10 a, a day just to make sense of what's going on. Right. And if you can really create that connection, you know, when you can really create that connection with your community, um, Facebook rewards that. And that's what people don't understand. The core concept of Facebook is the pretty much the, the whole, uh, uh, structure of what the internet is you know the internet is not a bunch of algorithms and 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 numbers and the, you know people think of a matrix when you say the internet the internet yeah. is community and facebook truly truly understands the concept of what community building is all about and not just geographic community building but when you can create conversation that's relevant to the end consumer facebook rewards you for that and now you don't have to go out there and kill yourself and, you know, where it will cost you just to start testing maybe 4 or $5 per, per, uh, per uh, uh, conversion. Maybe that, that may be for the first couple of days. But once you dial in your conversation and you make that conversation relevant to the end consumer, Facebook starts to pull that back in. And now you've got like a dollar twenty. I think the, the most we're paying for campaigns I mean, paying per lead is maybe right. like a dollar. I mean, excuse me, like two fifty. Wow. But 
we know what we're doing. Like I said, we, we, we go in there with the notion of it's not a blanket run. We really do our due diligence to find out what the market is, give us a list of the markets you're interested in. We keep it super hyper-local where our population is about 5,000 per zip code, you know, and then we start to do that butterfly effect and we start to spread it abroad where once we've narrowed down three zip codes, five zip codes that we understand what's happening, now we start to spread that conversation louder. And depending on what that area is doing, I mean, that's how we change the conversation. I mean, that's how we change the campaigns. And once you start to do that, once you get it where you, you really, really hold the discipline of hyperlocal and you've made your conversation or your offer relevant to the end consumer, omnipresence happens. Hit omnipresence. It's over with. Yeah. Yeah. I can see where that takes off. And I'll be honest with you. Hyperlocal is something that I've always struggled with, uh, especially with my podcast. I originally started this podcast to boost my local business in the Tampa Bay market. And <laughs> over 60% of my listenership is in South Southern California. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. It's like, how'd that happen? <laughs> I, I missed that mark on the board, but maybe the globe turned a little bit when I was throwing darts, but that's, <laughs> that's really fascinating. So how, when you say hyper local, how hyper local, like for example, I'm in zip code three, four, six, eight, nine in Tarpon Springs, Florida. Um, is it, does it go as low as a, as a zip code or can you actually break it down to a subdivision or neighborhood? That's or? No, that's exactly where you start. You start at a zip code. And if you have a, I mean, you, you be, it's so interesting because you got some, some subdivisions that have some real, real dominance in reference to presence, you know, like some builders really, really has, has some serious presence. Oh, yeah. As long as they have the inventory, um, it makes sense to, to go out of community, but a zip code is, 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 is strong. I mean, you know, long as the, you want to keep the population under 5,000, um, because now you don't have to kill yourself in ad spend. And that's how you're able to milk your ad spend. Because, I mean, it's interesting. If Facebook gives you the numbers, it tells you population and reach, you know, and people, you know, see that. They actually see that. I think it's almost like a blind spot. Like, it's right there. They see it, but still, they'll take that zip code. Like, nah, there ain't enough people. I'm going to go to a city. <laughs> And now that population turns into a hundred thousand and then they want to promote, you know, they want to spend $10 a day. You're not reaching enough people. Right. You know, you can't reach enough people. And you know, the intelligence, it's almost like Facebook is so intelligent of how they present. They make, no, they make it so simple of how they present, of how you can really, really target an audience that it's, it's like, it, 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 it makes people, almost like stupefied, like, no, nah, you can't, like, you <laughs> can't talk real. to 5,000 people. Like, no, nah, that doesn't make any, you can't, you can't do that. I need, I need a hundred thousand. That makes more sense. To me. Right. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah, this isn't a shotgun approach. People, they'll hear what you have to say. So it's, it's really, like I said, the hardest thing that people um, bump into is just the discipline. And it does take some, it does take some tweaking, you know what I mean? But just because the population is low, doesn't mean that they don't hear you. You just haven't really figured out the conversation or really gathered your voice to get it in front of the person. And when you do that, oh my goodness, that's when the magic happens. The key here, what I'm taking away from this is that instead of breaking out the double barrel shotgun and leaning out the window and just, you know, shooting it into the community and see what's, what sticks, you're, you're up there with a, a high powered rifle that's, that's dialed in to a certain number yeah, of contacts. Surgeon. Probably a yeah, t- yeah, with surgeons. 
we're surgeons. We don't, you know, we can, you can, you call us when, the, when, when you need, you know, a heart transplant, heart transplant or something really, really precise. Um, and that's what Facebook gives you the ability to do that. And that's why it's always interesting. Like I said, when we hear people talk about what they can do for a particular person, you know, like, Hey, listen, we, you know, and, I, and I'll be honest with you. I do know for $500 ads, man, we generate about 200 weeks. I know that, you know, once we have it dialed in, that's definitely possible. Right. Um, but to just to just to say that just outright, well, we, we need to figure out the market. And there's some there's a science behind really doing the research and the due diligence to get in front of the people. But we operate as surgeons like we're really, really precise and intentional about everything we do. Nothing is just haphazard. Nothing is. You know, well, we we did this here, so it's going to work here. We don't know. We really don't know. We so, need to really do our research. Yeah, because you're there's guessing, and then there's knowing what you're doing, and there's a huge line between the two of those. I mean, because I hear this a lot with the, and we're running a low on time, but I just want to wrap up with this: is that we're here in. Um, I hear this, you know, and for fifteen hundred, I can run Facebook ads for you. I'm thinking, oh, I know whose class you took, because. <laughs> Everybody, yeah, everybody not, charges fifteen hundred. You hear something funny about that? Is is the bullshit that's in or the crap that's in these classes is only a shift in perspective. There's nothing valid. There's nothing relevant in these these classes or these courses. I mean, and the reason why I know that there's nothing relevant in these courses is because Facebook is changing every month. And if you built a course and just bluntly selling it, and it's a year old. That shit is irrelevant now. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely right. So let's before we wrap up, let's let's we brought it up. Let's talk about it. Hyper local domination. You've got a a brand built around that. You've got a, a program that will help people. I guess it's tied tied to single agents or agents that want to maybe open an agency at some point down the road as well. What's that look like? Well, the one thing is it's it's my entire business in a box. Um, everything we do at Digital Natives, every campaign, every strategy, every technique. Um, every concept. Um, I mean, you know, we I have such a we have such a different perspective on what Facebook can do because of what we're spending. Like I'm spending between our clientele and because we have a decent decent set of clients, I'm I'm spending anywhere between, you know, forty to fifty thousand dollars a week inside the platform. So a we have week? a different view of, of what Facebook can do. Yeah, yeah, between our clients. Whoa. Um so we we understand you know, if I told somebody it's hard to spend sixteen thousand in a day, they'd look at me like I'm crazy. Like, oh, like, you just you just bragging now, right? That's because you don't understand what we understand. So, um, we're able to really, really dive deep in the content and offer the content that's relevant to what's happening now. And we update the content in the course probably every two weeks. Like we're we're const like the content in hyperlocal domination will forever be evolving because. Facebook isn't growing. It is actually evolving. And, you know, what people don't understand is, you know, just from our, our app manager that, you know, we, we talk to, we talk to him maybe twice a, twice a month just to get some information. And we, we get insights about things that are happening and what's changing. But what we know for an absolute fact is, you know, Mark Zuckerberg has given the developers a completely green light to break Facebook. Wow. And what I mean by break Facebook Every day you log into Facebook, you're logging into a different platform. Every day there's, there's anywhere between 15 to 17 platforms running at the exact same time, 
testing ideas and concepts. As long as they don't interrupt the core of what Facebook is, what Facebook is, and that's the community um, community connection and the, and the uh, how 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 communities how the communities interact with each other in reference to Facebook. As long as they don't interrupt that, they can test anything they want at any time they want. You know, so it's almost impossible to create a course and sell it and just and just wipe your hands. You have to be involved in the platform and you and your course has to be evolving with the content. And we do. We we we're updating, we're changing every two weeks. We we we're shifting things and putting new putting in uh nuances inside the course in reference to what's happening, what they should be looking into, strategy shifts, um, you know, different different uh methods that that you should be implementing you know and you know every month we do with the entire with the entire group uh, we do a uh, monthly strategy session where we sit down and if there's something like really really new that we know about we, we talk about it there we pull everybody out of whatever bottlenecks that they're in um i'm crazy accessible during the uh inside the the uh study area where questions and concerns I mean, I, we answer questions and concerns within minutes. And if it's just that, that detail, you know, the one thing we wanted to do is, and we call it a course. Honestly, calling what we do as a course is really, it's just belittling. Like, we, there's so much that happened to hyperlocal domination. It's called a course because I don't know what else to call it. But right. if they're stuck, like, in a problem, I have no problem jumping on a video call or a, uh, you know, a call with them for 10, 15 minutes to figure out, like, what what do we need to do? You know what I mean? Because I honestly believe messaging and uh, texting, texting, texting is subjective. So let's get some clarity. So we we interact inside hyperlocal domination as a family. That's why I said we have a, a no dickhead policy, because <laughs> I honestly invest some serious time to make sure everybody succeeds. And if you, if you look and notice or not, I never talk about what's happening in in, inside hyperlocal domination, it's always one of the coaching students that you see talking about what they're doing, what they see, um, because I believe in results. And if you're really, really producing results, then the byproduct should be your, your whoever you're helping. You should be pulling them up to your level. There is no subordinates inside inside the, the group. I mean, I have one guy that was an agent up until two months ago, going on three months now. And uh, I, I see that he was really succeeding and, and understood the platform and he was doing well. I mean, his first 45 days, he pulled in like four listings. He was generating like a lead a day. Um, he was really doing well and he wanted to shift into the agency side. When he made that call, I gave him three, three, uh, three contracts. He was in his first 60 days, he was bringing in over $6,000 a month nice. from contracts that I gave him. So, you know, we really, really pushed uh, everybody that's with us, we operate like a family. And like I said, I don't hold anything back. Everything that we do inside Digital Natives, um, we, we it's inside the course. And, you know, the one thing we, we you know, we, we did, and, and uh, I'll share this with your listeners. Um, I mean, we, we, we normally charge 2000 to be a part of the course. Right. But if you log into where it says, um, it's my name, jamesrumber.com, slash, uh, and I'll do something special for you guys. Uh, let's go. We'll do something. We'll do, Cashful we'll guys give you a cool something. name. 
yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to buy back 50%. So you guys, anybody that, that wants to join Hockey Local Domination, um, it will be 50%. So let me, let me pull up this real quick, and I'll have them set it up like right now for you. And if they go and they type in CFG, uh, cash flow guys, right? Um, games remember slash CFG, um, it will be 50 50% off to join hyper local domination. They right. still have to talk to me, they'll have to know dickhead rule, but um, <laughs> I'll buy back 50% of the course. And uh, that's pretty much my gift to you guys. Because, I mean, at this point, we're my focus is to make sure the industry, um, I'm really trying to shift the perspective with the industry, at least in my area. This is awesome. I, I really appreciate you doing that for my listeners. And hell, hell for me, I'm going to sign up for this. You can't beat this. Oh, <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great, that's really a great setup. I like the fact that this is evolving. That, like you said, like Facebook is evolving, that you're this this hyperlocal domination is continuing as well. Uh, you're, you're constantly staying up with it. And you're right. There's a lot of what's out there is it becomes obsolete real, real quick. And what happens I find, and the last thing I want to say before, ladies and gentlemen, when you run into a lot of the courses, so to speak, that have a beginning and an end and it was recorded and they're wearing different style of clothing. Now, what you'll find <laughs> is that a lot of that stuff becomes obsolete. So you're the differences in the real estate space. And I've said this before, in the real estate space, the stuff that we do in real estate is the same stuff. The stuff that works is the same stuff that's been taught for 60 years. But when it comes to technology, the one thing that a lot of people miss is the relationship part of it, the relationship part of that. And I like the fact that Facebook as a platform, like you said, is constantly evolving. And the, and the fact that you're that hyperlocal domination sticks with that. It stays current. It stays relevant. This is something, this is information that will never die, essentially, to live forever. So with that, is there anything you want to add, James, before we wrap up? I'm blown away. I've got, I've been taking so many notes. I've been quiet, ladies and gentlemen, because I've been taking down notes okay. like crazy. Like, <laughs> and people, my audience knows that I have people like experts like you on the phone because I, I interview you because I want to bring value to the audience. But let's be real. Tyler wants to learn too. This is why I have attorneys and CPAs and I surround myself with smart people so I can learn and not have to write as big a check. <laughs> we Exactly. Thanks for, um, I really appreciate no. you uh, taking the time to come out. Is there anything you want to uh, let us know before you wrap uh, up? I thank you. I mean, uh, one thing we always, we always tell people is, is the, uh, the unprepared will always get abused, you know, and the one thing we're just really trying to do is, you know, really hold on to a higher level of integrity. Um, and I want people to win because I think when you can really, really improve an industry in reference to everybody's, everybody's uh, winning or everyone's helping each other, the scarcity mindset starts to kind of vanish and then we can really, really move and operate in that spirit of abundance. And when we can move in that spirit of abundance, I think just globally we can be better. But as long as we feel like crabs in a barrel, um, it's always going to be hard. So um, what we teach, like I said, I hold nothing back. And if there's something that I missed, all my, all the students need to do is tell me. Um, and we, like I said, we operate as, as family all the time. And I think that's just what it is. I think that'll help a lot of things, even the world, if we move in the mindset of, that's my brother, that's my sister. It's not an option to help them. 
that's my that's my duty and obligation to to help them. So you know, with Facebook advertisement, if you're really really interested in learning this stuff, like I said, I can really take you where you want to go at. And uh, if you don't remember anything, um, the unprepared will always be abused. Amen to that. Thank you so much for coming out, James. Ladies and gentlemen, to wrap up, I'm going to put that link that he gave us down in the show notes, and that's jamesrembert.com forward slash CFG for cash flow guys. I really appreciate you coming out today. I learned a ton. I know the audience has probably learned a ton. I'm sure they can reach out to you via your website as well. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't care if you're a realtor or an investor. It doesn't matter. You are going to need to figure out a way to build a database of people to talk to. If you don't have anybody to talk to, life is going to be a very lonely place and you're going to die poor and homeless. So the bottom line is you're going to have to figure out a way to create an audience of people to talk to because you're never going to build wealth single-handedly. That's simply not possible. Think in abundance. Have a great week. We appreciate you taking the time to join us this week. Thanks a lot, James. How my pleasure, man. Thank you. <laughs> that was dope. <laughs> This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.